In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. A story that I read many years ago by Ernest Hemingway uh, struck me. I've always remembered it. I can't remember the title of it, but it was set in Spain near Madrid. And the story was that there was a young boy by the name of Paco, very common name in Spain. And Paco had wronged his father and had, and had left home in shame and ran away. And so his father went and put in the paper, in the Madrid paper, he said, Paco, meet me at the Hotel Montana on Tuesday at noon. All is forgiven. Love, Papa. And when he went to the Hotel Montana Tuesday noon, there were 800 Pacos lined up, ready to receive forgiveness from their Papa. It appears that all of us are desperate for forgiveness. Our Old Testament lesson for today, the prophet Jeremiah, he is telling the children of Israel that their time of tribulation has passed and that now the Lord is going to renew the covenant with them and he has forgiven them and, and it's okay. They have been in captivity in Babylon for 70 years. And prophet Jeremiah says to them, I'm going to give you a new covenant. This one's not going to be like the other covenant that was written on stone. This one is going to be written in your heart. Everybody will know. And then he ends that section by saying one of the great grace statements of all the Old Testament. The prophet tells him that the Lord has said, For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. It's gone. He'll never bring it up again. They are forgiven. And you know, it's such a, it's such a hard thing for us sometimes to get over the guilt that we have for the wrongs we have done, much like the children of Israel, and to f get over the wrongs that others have done to us. These two things are described by the words guilt and shame. Guilt is the stuff that I have done, that I feel bad about. I did stuff I shouldn't have, I made a mistake, I messed up, or I didn't do stuff that I was supposed to. In confirmation class, we used to talk about this as the sins of commission and the sins of omission. The stuff I did I shouldn't have, and the stuff I didn't do that I really should have. So we've got the guilt for that. And then there's shame, which feels similar inside of us, but it comes from a much different place. Shame is that bad feeling that I may have inside because of what other people have done to me. They have abused me or neglected me or made fun of me or something and now I am filled with a, a rich spirit of worthlessness and I, I, I'm, I'm also filled with anger and resentment and rage. And I often think about these feelings of guilt and shame and anger and resentment as being like <clears throat> when I used to lifeguard in the summer and kids would take a beach ball and try to push it under the water and then they'd try to sit on, lay on top of it and hold it down, but then if they would move, the ball would pop up out of the water. They could keep it submerged for a little while, but not for long. And that's the same way with us, with our feelings of guilt and shame and anger and resentments. We can submerge it for a little bit, but it's going to pop up and it's going to be there making a mess for us. I recall a woman that had that kind of beach ball rage about her. She was, came into the treatment center, this is almost 20 years ago, but I still remember her to this day. 
And she had been sexually abused by her stepfather and, and by her older brother. And she, that had gone on for years. And she had a, a horrible self-image. She felt bad and worthless and dirty and, uh, you know, ashamed. And she discovered then that if she used cocaine, she could feel different or at least feel nothing for a while. And she thought, that was great. Finally, I've found it. But then, of course, you know the rest of the story. The cocaine, which was supposed to solve her shame problems, eventually began to cause more shame problems as she became addicted. So now she was addicted and filled with shame from her background. She came into the treatment center, and by this time, she was kind of ready to do some of the things that we suggested. She was kind of at the point of, I'll try anything. I don't care. I am so miserable. So we had her type up on a computer, type all of the, the hurts and the wrongs and the things that other people had done to her, the, thing, the dumb things that she had done herself. We Type it all in. And she had some religious background. And she knew this text from Jeremiah. And she wrote at the end of it, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. And then we had her hit the delete button twice, and it was gone. Well, it wasn't magic, but it, was a, it helped her to let go of some of that guilt, shame, and anger. One of the things that we learn, the spiritual lesson, is that forgiveness comes a lot easier for us to forgive other people when we first remember how much the Lord has forgiven us. Until we take a look at how much sacrifice the Lord has made for us and how many times we have neglected the Lord, slapped Him in the face, rebelled against Him, forgotten about Him, and then, oh, call on Him when we're in trouble. No matter how many times the Lord has forgiven us. And when we remember that, we are in a much better place to be able to then forgive other people. I read a story, uh, we've had a lot of racial tensions certainly this year. I read a story uh, about the civil rights movement and it, it was a little girl by the name of Ruby Bridges, 1960. And the uh, courts had just decreed that schools in New Orleans could not be segregated. They had to be integrated. So Ruby was walking to school and in a, a, an alleyway, the police held back, of screaming, angry white people yelling epithets and curses at her as she came walking through. And one of the reporters was there and he saw her, that her lips were moving as she was walking along. And later he asked her, what were you, what were you saying? As you she said, I was praying for the people who were yelling at me because that's what Jesus would do. There was a little girl who got it. Another lesson that we learn uh, about forgiveness is that it's difficult to forget uh, unless we have first forgiven. It, these things just keep playing in our heads if we, don't, if we don't let go and forgive other people. Author Frederick Buchner said, it may seem like a, a, a good thing to lick our lips and, and feast on our resentments at other people, but we eventually find out that we are only wolfing down ourselves. The skeleton that is left is us. Or as I like to put it, quit letting people live rent-free in your head. We have to get rid of this. We have to let it go. It's a tough thing, but we can do it. 
I remember another woman who came to see me, uh, this is a long time ago too, but her husband had died, and he was uh, a real upstanding citizen in the community, and he had died, but sometime after he had died, she found out that he had had an affair with a woman in his office for 15 years. And she wanted to go and beat him up, but of course he was already dead and in the ground, so she couldn't do that. And she was mad. And I suggested to her that she write down all of the things she wanted to say to him and all of the feelings that she had about this and then come back when she came back to see me two weeks later. And so she did. She came back. She had 35 pages written down. (laughs) I said, okay, now, if you are willing... Take these 35 pages to the cemetery, sit on the tombstone, and read all 35 of them out loud, and then burn them. She said, and burn them? Yeah. And she did. And it wasn't the only struggle she had, but it was it, at least it was a beginning for her to let it go. Just let it go. So... It's a difficult thing in the season of Lent. We, we look at repentance, which means turning around and going the dif- a different direction, doing things differently. We look at what the Lord God has done for us, and then we are able to forgive other people. And then we are able to say, like the prophet told the children of Israel, for I will forgive their sin and remember their iniquity no more. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.